We're Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. Hello, Anthem Church Chicago. What's up? I am so excited to be here with you today to bring this message. Uh, I'm convinced that despite everything that's going on in the world, and it is so much that is happening right now, that God is actually on the move, that he is doing some amazing, wonderful things, and that as we hold on tight, we will see his glory manifested like never before between pandemics, between injustice, between unarmed black men being killed. Once again, the world is seeming to wake up to the injustice of the waters that we are currently swimming in, but God doesn't reveal anything to us without giving us the tools necessary to heal it. And I just want to take this time to help give us new lenses of what God is doing in our in our country. The last time that we were together was in last September and oh, how the world has changed since then, how we've had the opportunity to dig deep inside of ourselves and really look at the way that we re- view race. What do we think about white supremacy? What do we think about right, white privilege? What do we think about racism? What things do those words bring to us? And what is God saying in a context that is outside of what the world thinks justice should look like? I believe that Jesus-flavored justice is what we need. And I pray today that we will be able to receive all that God has for us today. I love the Anthem Church family, Steve and Deb, um, Aiden and Eloise, just to name a few. You guys are ones that are continuing to pursue the Lord and are humble enough to let yourselves be taught on some things that you may not be an expert in. This is really challenging our expertise in so many ways. And I think those who are walking forward humbly with the Lord are those who are going to see transformation and change that is lasting and sustainable and not just for a moment here and gone. But there is something about the presence of God. There is something about us remaining before his face that shows us the glory of what he's doing all around us. I know you guys have been in Psalms lately, so I'll pick one that I believe is perfect for this time. We are currently standing in a Kairos moment, just as Mordecai told his niece in Esther Esther 4.14 that maybe you were created for such A time is this. And that's what I pray that we would rise to this moment and not shrink back, but be those who believe that our Lord will guide us through every pandemic, through all the racial tension, through protests, through job loss, through all of the loss and grieving that we are doing nowadays, that he will guide us with his hand and with wisdom. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you today for this time that you have allowed us to be here, that you have called us your children, that you have opened up your heart to us in a way like never before. Help me to communicate your word effectively and as such show that you are closer than you have ever been before. That what is happening in the world, wars and rumors of wars and shakings and earthquakes and pestilence and flood, this is a sign of your closeness, not of your distance, God. That you are closer than ever. Help us to understand just how close you are, even in these moments that we stand before you. And 
for that father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to read from Psalm 89, starting at verse 5. And the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You have broken Rahab into pieces as one who is slain. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world in all its fullness, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. You have yet again a mighty arm. Strong is your hand and high is your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth before your face. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Oh man, it's like in that psalm, we are being taken through these different ways that God has asserted his sovereignty in the midst of his creation, in the midst of things that we don't understand, that he is still bringing the world back to rightness. And the very foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. In verse 10, it says, You have broken Rahab in the pieces as one who is slain. Now, that is not talking about the biblical Rahab, who was in the line of Jesus. You remember the woman who uh, sheltered the spies from Israel and hung a crimson cord out of her uh, window so that the nation of Israel, particularly Commander Joshua, would know that it was not her home that was to be destroyed and she was saved. And it's all the, you know, prophetic meaning that goes into that. No, this Rahab is the poetic name of Egypt. Because in a time of Moses, he was sent as a confronter of the things that were not right in Egypt. God has broken Egypt to pieces. And how did he do that? He did that by confronting each and every God in the Egyptian pantheon. It took him so long to show and assert his dominance and his preeminence and his authority over every single God. So, hey, there's a sun God. So what did he do? He made it dark. There is a God of the Nile. So what did he do? He turned the God, he turned the Nile to blood. There is a God of livestock. What did he do? He killed the livestock. God went down. These weren't just random plagues that were sent upon the land of Egypt. Here was the Lord going through each and every portion of who Egypt thought they were in their identity to show that no, 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 no. Those are false gods. I am the real God 
and Moses as his mouthpiece was there to help confront the power structure. Seems to sound like what's going on right now. Now we've been a mighty nation full of wealth and full of health and full of influence and full of authority. And now every bit of those things that we lean on for our identity has begun to be stripped away. God is taking all those things to show us exactly who the real God is. Is God trying to torture us on purpose? No, it is. When he shows up in all his holiness, the things that are juxtaposed against his holiness become even more egregious. The things that are not like him become even more plain. And we say, oh, that is of another and of a different kingdom. We serve a good, good father who is jealous and doesn't like any other God above him. What are some of the gods that we have had for so long? Money, wealth, influence, competition has been a God. Racism has been a God. All these things that have been cloaked even in the very gospel of Jesus Christ. Gods that are hiding in plain sight. And the Lord is saying, I will not have any other God before me. He is breaking into pieces every bit of those systems. But it is by his grace and by his mercy and his truth that goes before his face that this is being done. And you best believe when the Lord shows up, he begins to stir what he actively observes. And he is stirring us to the midst of who we are or to who we thought we are. And in verse 14, righteousness and justice are the very foundation of your throne as we are beginning to wrestle back and forth with the phrase Black Lives Matter, which is a lesser version of let's honor black lives or let's celebrate black lives. And people have a problem with that as we are wrestling in these midst of injustice and how do we address racism and how do we do this? We find out in Psalm 89 and 14 that righteousness and justice are are the foundation of his throne. So when God shows up, things begin to shake because they are being setting right. They are being set in the right place. And it can be painful for us who have created a belief system that is not based on the kingdom of God, but is based on the kingdom of man and being impressive here in this earth. Oh, how we are impressive with money. Oh, how we are impressive with resources and degrees. None of those have anything to do with the righteousness and justice that the Lord seeks to pour out forward on this earth. Our happy, clappy Christian cultures have been under-equipped to face themselves. The very fact that we have become such an optimistic culture, which is a dangerous posture to have right now. Why? Because optimism means God is going to work everything out anyway. I don't really need to do anything. We have cultures that are been optimistic for so long that it's hard for them to face themselves in the mirror and see maybe, just maybe, I have 
been a part of a culture that could has incubated racism and incubated white supremacy. Can we face ourselves in the mirror and say, Father, this is what I have done. Can we walk humbly and say, Lord, please purge us as a country of this sin. Let us continue to eat us from the inside as if we were being rotted from the inside out. Father, help me attack those things that are that are not like you because you are not seeking to toss me away. You are seeking to redeem me. But we have work to do. And justice can be a scary word to so many environments because we think God is happy all the time. And I posit that he hears the cries, he hears the oppression of those who are in the throes of injustice because of systems that have been set up in this world. And God answers why, how does he answer? By showing up in the flesh, in Jesus, and showing up in his presence. And it begins to upend every bit of what we thought success was. But in his grace, he provides for us a way, a way to see him in all that happens. In Hebrews 12, 26 through 29, says, Whose voice then shook the earth? This is the voice of the Lord. But now he is promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. He is beginning to shake every bit of who we are and how we understand that we are holding things that don't belong in the kingdom. Is it, We feel those things shaking. We feel those systems shaking. Jobs that were secure a few months ago are not secure right now. Church buildings that were secure a few months ago are not so secure and don't feel so safe right now. Even going to our favorite place or our favorite cafe to sit outside and do what we love to do, all this is up in the air, but it is shaking so God can strip away what is not of him and what is not really us and show us who we have become. This is a painful process, people of God. But we know, as it says at the end of Psalm 89, that those can see it and accept it with joy. How do we do that? Because we know the shaking produces in us a more concentrated version of who we are, believers, and showing and revealing the glory in the very face of God. I promise you, face who you are and you will see the face of God. 
that the glory, the light of his countenance that is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is available for every bit of us. Do the deep soul searching that we have to and know that God will open up a way for us. See, we've been on a journey, me and my wife. Uh, it's been crazy. At the beginning of the year, God began to stir our hearts to walk into a new season. And as such, we got this whole idea of pursuing these events that I've been doing called Forgive Us as a full-time ministry. We said, hey, why don't we take all seven of our family, put them in an RV, and travel around the country um, preaching about unity, togetherness, truth-telling, and encouraging people through creative events and content. This was in January. God began to prepare our hearts, and we're walking out this whole process, not really understanding what was going to happen a few months later. Not just the pandemic that would have a shelter in place, but also the murder of George Floyd that will set off protests nationwide and really stir up and open the wounds that need to be healed. But oh, there is a balm in Gilead. And that balm is Jesus. And we pray that as we embark on this journey that the Father will be able to use our hands, use our words, and use our hearts to help heal this country. But if we are not honest about where we've been, we cannot be truthful about where we are going. This is God being gracious with us and giving us time. Jesus himself is a very invitation into the glory of God that Moses got a glimpse of. The light of the countenance of God. There's a quote by James Baldwin. He says, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. And in the presence and in the light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we can courageously face ourselves. We can face who we've been as a church culture. We can face who we've been as a people. We can face white supremacy. We can face racism. Because it is the light of the countenance of God that will guide us. For we are becoming just like him. We must let ourselves be transformed in his presence when we endeavor to confront who we really are. There's a quick story. I was in... Uh, outside of UAC and we took a team out and we went to pray for some people and it was a guy that I came up to and I just began to like prophesy to him who God says he is. I said, you know, God says that you're a man of integrity, that he's called you to be a man of his of honor and he loves you so much. And the guy stood up and stopped me. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sleeping with a woman that isn't my wife. I've sinned in this way. He just started confessing his sins. And it became very joyful and very in God's timing to lead him to the Lord in that. What, why was that so effective? Because God allowed me to put a mirror up to him and show him who he really was. And he said, that's who I really am? Oh, why have I been acting the way that I've been acting in if that is who I really am? 
We have to let these times that are going on in the country reveal to us who we really have been, but let God show us through the light of Jesus who we really are. And as such, we rise to the occasion. We become this glory of God on earth, that we are people who can embrace pain. We are people who can embrace lament, that we are people who can repent, that we are people who can confess before the Lord Jesus Christ and see him completely change and reform this nation. This is a moment for the people of Christ to rise up and to be counted as such. Don't look back on this time or don't let your ancestors look back on this time and find that you were silent or that you silenced voices. We know God loves us all and he is just fed up. He's had enough of silence. May we join him in using our voices to come before his face, not because we are optimistic, but because our hope is rooted in Christ. Father, I thank you for this moment, God. I, I pray right now, hearts that are waiting, that are anticipating, who want um, action steps of what they should do exactly, God, that you would speak to them in this moment, give them specific ways that they can begin to tear down the systems of injustice, that they can join with you as you are building a new gospel that is not based upon domination of one group over another, God, but you are building a new kingdom before our eyes. Let us receive it with joy. In the light of the countenance of you that is found in Jesus Christ, we know every single thing that we need is available for us. Let us not despair, but let us open our arms and open our hearts with joy, even as we see protests and pandemics and things that are supposed to bring anxiety. We know you're shaking so that what is left is of the unshakable kingdom. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessings to you guys. May God lead you and guide you in every way. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us, anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.